So let's wonder about intimacy for a minute, this word intimacy and what it represents. To me, it's a warm closeness, a sense of closeness. And I was looking up the word, and one of the origins of the word is intimus from Latin, and it means inmost. So let's just take a, a moment to explore what, what would it be to experience what's inmost. Essential. Somehow central. We can wonder about this still point, this inmost still point. Beyond everything and yet one with everything, in the center of everything. And what would intimacy be? When we think of intimacy, we think of two coming together as one. But what would intimacy be in our experience of non-separation? Intimacy would be awareness knowing itself. Not knowing something separate than itself, but awareness aware of itself. Awakeness awake to itself. Let's just take a minute and sense into that awareness right here is aware of itself. One of the most intimate experiences is receiving and giving nourishment. And I'm really drawn to talking about this because in my life at different points, I've struggled with receiving nourishment. And I've learned that in areas we've struggled with, there's a gift. There's always a gift. There's a gift of depth because we've been immersed in that in that area in that world. There's a gift in it for us and a gift in it that we can share with others powerfully because it comes from that depth of being immersed in it. The idea that there's wisdom in the wound. So we can play with the question: What is nourishment? as it's connected with intimacy. What is nourishment? We can think of the baby receiving nourishment from, from the mother, the plant receiving nourishment from the rain and the sunshine and the soil. And as we explore, we could call it existential nourishment because it's not a, a physical nourishment. It's nourishment in as awareness, as essential being. It's existential. And how could nourishment be given and received in light of non-separation, in light of the undividedness we are? When we look, we see that there's awareness And we can't find something separate in it or two separate entities or beings or energies to come together. There's this seamless whole awareness. 
as I thought about this, I developed a meditation that we could play with. And it uses the acronym of Nourish. So, inviting you to close your eyes. And as we always do, get in that position where you can have an adventure. Where you can be alert and relaxed. And you can wonder. So the first letter is the N, which is notice. We're not trying to make anything different happen. We're not trying to reach any state, achieve anything. Just notice reality as it is. In this eternal, timeless moment. Awake isness. There's an isness here, and it's awake to itself. So notice what's immediately here now in direct experience. Noticing what is as it is. No desire to change it. Right where we are. And then open so the O is open to what's noticed. Soften. Give it space. Notice the space around what's noticed. Allow it to be and move. Allow the content of experience to bloom and reveal itself. Notice that there's a loving space already effortlessly allowing everything to be and emerge as it is. And the you is to use inquiry. So now we've noticed experience, we've opened ourselves to it, now we can explore. What's really here? No rules. Is there a texture to what's here? Just wonder like a child touching the toy. Feel the contours of experience. Just touch directly. Awareness touching itself. One time I was at work and it was drizzling and I was just noticing the way the rain touched the grass. It just fell on it with such a, a gentle mist. Just let experience be touched with that gentleness, that warmth. See that that's, that's always happening. The rain touching so gently, it was just an example, one of infinite examples of how experience nourishes itself. There's a sweetness. It's summer here and it reminds me of the way sun, it sparkles on the water. So just wonder. And 
and look into what is this? Not conceptually, but experientially. And now relate with what arises. Just play with a spirit of play. Explore what it could feel like to be in relationship with it, even though there's no two here. What's it like to relate with experience? You have the freedom to relate. Am I awareness separate from anything that arises? Just look and see, is, is there some separation between awareness and what's being experienced? What's being experienced is it's made of awareness. We can't find a place where awareness is and another place where experience is. We just find seamless awakeness. Is there a place where I awareness begin and end? So we just relate with experience, playing with it, wondering about it. And then the S is to sail, a sense of riding along with experience, not interfering with it, not wanting it to be any different than it is, just riding with it, welcoming experience, welcoming the winds to move experience as they do. And staying in, seeing that you're already in intimate contact. That awareness is nourishing itself in infinite forms. And then the H is to be home. We can think of coming home to ourselves or recognizing that we are already home as ourself. This conscious aliveness, natural, effortless awakeness. It's here with no effort on our part. The awakeness that hears this voice. The awakeness that's the source, substance of everything is effortless. And we can rest. We can see that we're already at rest as awareness, home in ourselves, as ourselves. And look and see, is anything missing? Is there anything missing from this awakeness now? Could there be? Could there be anything missing? Anything lacking? Just look. Is there something to desire that's not already right here as this awakeness, this full presence of love? Is there anything outside of this home, our home as awareness? Can we find something outside of it? Or inside it? Or is it just what is? Is there a you that could ever be separate from home? Or is any you that you might imagine just a thought? 
or a passing feeling or an image? Is there anything to fear here at home? Home is the intimacy of experience. So now let's explore what nourishment might be. Am I awareness nourished now? So much of life is looking for nourishment or fearing the lack of nourishment. How are we being nourished? Or are we nourishment itself? So I'm, I'm just going to describe some facets and we can just feel our way into, into this. Evidence of nourishment. That you are nourishment. There is full nourishment here. We can feel our way into being this undeniable knowing of that isness is here. Just feel being itself. I awareness am. Being is being. Undeniably now. Notice consciousness. There must be consciousness to hear this voice to hear the silence between words. There must be consciousness. Notice the silence. There's a silence between words. There's a silence behind words. There's something is here, silent, a complete peace. No matter what could arise, it arises within silence and doesn't affect the silence or the stillness. No matter what vibrates, no matter what moves, there's a stillness right here. There's space around the words. There's space around the feelings not space that we manufacture. It's just there. Notice creativity. This, you, I always talk about fountains because I see fountains in, every day in my neighborhood. I'm inspired by them. This voice is a creative expression of consciousness. We don't know what this voice is going to say. It's just emerging like a fountain out of consciousness, made of consciousness. How could that be? There's something so nourishing about creativity in flow, in bloom. There's freedom of expression. Consciousness, awareness is free to express itself. There's the capacity for wondering how nourishing it can be to wonder. 
what, what, what is this? Infinite possibilities. The breath is flowing in and out. In one way, we can say there's earth underfoot supporting, nourishing us with support. Or we can say we're supported by the ground of being. Nothing physical, no image is needed. We're supported by the ground of being itself. So just bathe in the nourishment of being, of awareness. See that nothing's lacking. Let's rest as this silence. Awake, full silence. And we'll pass it over to Bo. Thank you, Daniel. That was beautiful. I just want to allow for some some space to transition from that exploration to this one. Thank you all for being here. It's so wonderful to see you all. So I thought it might be useful for me <laughs> to to start this talk off with reading a um a post that was written a while ago that explores this invitation to to notice that what we are is Intimacy itself is intrinsically intimate with every expression that arises and falls away. As Daniel is saying, there is only awareness and every appearance within awareness is none other than awareness itself. And so, in the absence of language, which is learned and based in interpretation of experience rather than the actuality of experience, there is just this unified, open, borderless field of experiencing. There is already complete intimacy with life already fully connected, complete, fulfilled wholeness. When we hold on to concepts and beliefs that claim absolute knowledge of what's here, we feel a sense of separation, isolation, and a need for more than this. 
There is already safety in being. We do not need to cling to ideas, beliefs, and concepts to feel safe. This feeling of safety is always short-lived. It's the assertion that I know what's going on here, how this should be, and this isn't it, that creates the sense of unsafety, not the actuality of experience. Feel, don't analyze. Explore, don't negate. Heaven is here already. And so as that post pointed to, one way that we can discover the inherent intimacy of, of what we are and what this is, the non-separation that is just the foundation of experiencing as this unified, undivided field is through seeing through the concepts, seeing through the ideas, and revealing what's, what's actually here in the absence of those ideas. It is the idea that I know that this experience is happening to someone that creates the apparent validity in saying that this is a laptop, this is a water bottle, this is a backyard, this is a Zoom meeting with many other people. The 10,000 things are born from this core assumption that this is happening to a me. That's the center of experience. And so one way to explore this is to investigate the me. But today I want to explore the labels of what's here. Because I know that this is a laptop, I know that everything else isn't a laptop. Because I know that this is a Sunday morning Zoom meeting. I know that something different should be happening because I have this idea of what's happening here. I'm holding on to this idea that I know what this is. I know what 
public speaking is about or I know what awakening is about and so I know, I, I, I know how things should be going and I know that it's not this way. But if we feel into experience, what is the actual experience of what we're calling a laptop or a room, a backyard, a voice? Are these labels actually intrinsic to that experience? Can you actually find a someone in this voice? Is the appearance of this voice does it actually prove that there is someone that's speaking and someone that's listening? Or is there just hearing, appearing? The visual experience of a laptop in a room, are those labels actually verified in the experience itself? Or is there just this seeing, just the field of vision? Is it true that seeing starts somewhere and ends somewhere? Is it true that hearing starts somewhere and end somewhere? Are those starting and end points actually proven in the experience of hearing, in the experience of seeing? There might be thoughts saying, well, I'm able to hear because of my ears. I'm able to see because of my eyes. But is there a seer in the seeing? Is there a hearer in the hearing? If we can't find an owner to hearing, to seeing, to feeling, If this flow of experiencing isn't happening to someone, because that sense of someone is just another experience that's being experienced, if this isn't happening to someone or for someone, can we really say that we know what this is?
can we really say that we know how awakening should be going, how clearing should be going, how this moment should be unfolding. If we aren't completely sure what this experience is appearing to, if anyone, perhaps it's appearing to itself. It is the assertion that this is, that this life is about someone, is about a center of experiencing that creates this sense of lack. And in truth, if we feel into the experience itself, we can't find that lack. Is there a lack in the sensation of what we conventionally call the body? Can we actually find that in the experience itself? Can we find lack in the experience of hearing? Can we find lack in the experience of seeing? Here it seems that these expressions of what we are, which is inherently unknowable, are full to the brim. There is only lack in thought, even in thought, there is no lack. The experience of thought itself does not have any lack within it. The experience of thought is teeming with this full aliveness. And it's only the idea that this is a thought that seems to obscure it. by saying this contraction in the throat or the chest or this tightness in what we're calling the head indicates something wrong here. It's that belief that actually makes it seem like that's the case, but in the felt experience, you can't find that mistake. There are no mistakes here. Every texture of experiencing is a miracle. How incredible is it that this can be experienced at all? Perhaps it's the idea that this is about someone or for someone that, that seems to 
obscure or cloud this vibrant miracle of this experiencing, of our expression. There is only lack in the labels. There is no lack to be found in the actual experience of this, in the actual experience of what you are. If it seems clear that you are lacking, my suggestion is a thought is being believed. And the belief in that thought is what creates this sense of a someone that this is about and a someone that's lacking. If we believe ourselves to be a fragment of experience, we will always feel deficient. But in the feeling of what we are, there is no deficiency. There is just this full, undivided, indescribable wholeness The sense of home that we're searching for in many activities of life, not just, you know, awakening and seeking and all of that, is based in, in the belief of, of what this is and what, what is experiencing it. But if we just look through the labels, feel into what it actually feels like to be alive, to be aliveness itself. We will find that the sense of wholeness, completion, fulfillment, peace and ease is intrinsic to what we are. It's not something that can ever be lost. It's not something that we can fall out of. It can only be apparently forgotten, but I would also suggest that in truth, it isn't really forgotten. The experience of forgetting is just a fixation on thought. Paying attention to the idea that I'm someone that forgot 
rather than what is this experience of forgetting actually made of, actually feel like. So, we just need to peel back the layers, to be willing to unknow what we've believed for so long in order to discover the inherent fullness, the inherent intimacy with that we have, that we are with every appearance, with every sound, with every sight, every fragrance, every experience of texture and temperature. None of these experiences could be experienceable without you. Not you, the thought in the head, but the you is the ground of being itself. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Bo. Yeah, the ground of being. You know the ground of being. You already know it. It's not something you have to awaken to. It's not something you have to attain. It's not something that comes that isn't already here, that isn't already present. Like Bo said, the ground of being must first be in order for experience to be known. And what is the nature of experience? Well, the nature of experience, the very isness, the very actuality of experience is this ground. We're not talking about two things or multiple things. We're not talking about the ground and various experiences, various objects. We're not talking about the ground and a you, a separate you. You are the ground. All is the ground. It's the most intimate fact of experience. We could call it presence. This is one word that has been given to this most intimate fact, presence. You are presence itself. You are present. You already are present because you are here, because you are you. So feel into the you-ness that you are, to the I am-ness. Feel into that sense of being, not being anyone in particular, not being a certain character, 
just being. The beingness, the I amness, which seems to create identity, seems to create a sense of self, a certain sense of self. But what is the fabric? What is the very essence of any identity but I am? So let's return to the I am prior to identification. It's the home both Daniel and Bo have pointed to today. Home. It's home ground, home base. It's where you are and it's what you are. And as has been said already, and we'll just keep repeating it over and over again, there's no experience without you, without this ground, without this ground of being. You are home. You are home itself. And the presence we're talking about is a here-ness is a nowness, is a thisness. So presence is immediacy, because it's that which is most immediate. Presence is timelessness, because it's not about time, it's not a moment in time. It's timelessness itself. And presence is actuality, because it's actual, because it's here, palpably, viscerally known already, presence. The presence that you are is always presenting itself, it presents itself as experience. And it's not like you have to stop experiencing in order to know the presence that you are. The presence that you are is to be found in each experience. And it's not like you are a subject experiencing objects or other subjects. There's only this pure subjectivity of presence, aware presence. And like we've been saying, you're not a separate entity. You're not a separate individual or body-mind that is present. You are presence. You don't own a share of presence. My presence is the same as your presence. We don't own this presence. We are this presence. The presence here is the same presence as there. In fact, this presence is beyond location, it can't be located. Language fails every time. We, we can't talk about this. As soon as I start saying the presence here is the same as the presence that is there, or that my presence and your presence are the same, it's, it actually sounds innocently dualistic, doesn't it? Even though we're pointing to the same presence that is the only presence that is. But that's the nature of language, it's limited.
But that's okay. Because every word points to what you are. Every word actually refers to the presence that you are. When you refer to anything, you're actually talking about what you are. If you say, I don't know, the word apple, you're actually referring to presence. But we typically say, I'm present and the apple is present. This is just taken for granted, isn't it? It's just what we assume. I am present and the apple over there is also present. And somehow we believe that our presence is different than the presence of the apple. Like the apple has its own presence. Is that true? Is it true? Or is it that a sense of self, an apple and anything else, arises within the one presence, the undivided, unlimited, eternal presence that you are? And it allows for everything. Look, everything borrows presence from the one presence from the the main presence that you are. So look, everything is consented to, nothing is refused. If it was refused, if it wasn't allowed, it wouldn't be here. But look at all this. So we seem to experience separate objects and other people, but these are all appearances or expressions of the one presence that you are. Every experience arises within you and derives its presence from you, is what I'm saying. And as we know all too well, the mind appears to restrict and narrow presence down into a physical sensation. And consequently, Presence appears to be located in time and space. But is that true? Again, this is the nature of language. I am presence, you are presence. Two different presences. But is that true? Is that really the way it is? Just inquire. Be open. As Daniel said, be open. Use inquiry. I'm not here to tell you something you don't already know. I'm here just to state the obvious, <laughs> to, to remind you, not that you need reminding, because you can't avoid yourself, actually. You can't avoid yourself. You're staring yourself in the face. What you feel is you. What you see is you. What you hear is you. What you smell and taste is you, the presence of you. It permeates the totality of reality, is the totality of reality. It's what you are. You already are that. And I know you've heard this thousands of times, but just come back to this moment here. Start afresh. Throw it all out. What's true now? 
in openness, inquiring what's true now, your presence. I am, I am his home, I am his being, I am his aliveness, feel the aliveness. And again, the mind might say, what I'm feeling is the aliveness of the body. But when you feel the chair or the floor, can you not feel the aliveness in these objects or the, these surroundings as well? So when you feel the presence of the chair, do you feel a different presence when you really feel it? I mean, don't think about it, but really feel it, like Bo was saying, really feel. Do you find anything other than aliveness? It's alive, isn't it? That aliveness is presence. So be intimate with experience. And I'll say it over and over again, you already know this. What you're seeking is what you're experiencing. So feel the aliveness of the body, the chair, the floor. Hear the aliveness in the sounds of this apparent voice. It's so close, isn't it? It's all so close, it's all so immediate. It's all so immediate. Beyond thoughts. Beyond feelings. Beyond the constant hum of your apparent surroundings. There is this fundamental presence, this fundamental awareness that you are here, now. And this presence, this felt sense of existence, this I amness, doesn't need any new validation, doesn't need to come into being. You're already you, you're already home. So feel the raw experience of life. Even if you're focused on thoughts, I promise you those thoughts are expressions of the one. They are. Hear the thoughts as sounds, just as you're hearing this voice. There's no difference. Don't give thoughts any special place in your experience. They're equally included. Everything is equally included. And what you are, the truth that you are, can't be distorted by any perception, any belief. It just can't, even if it seems 
that there's something in the way. Because that's quite often our experience, isn't it? Or we seem to think that's our experience, that something is blocking, something is prohibiting our knowing of truth, the truth that we hear about in non-duality talks. But nothing is blocking. If anything is blocking, then if it seems like there's something blocking, then inquire into that apparent block. Feel the block. Do away with that word block and just feel what's actually there. What's blocking presence is presence itself. There's not you, the block, and presence, or you, a divide, and some presence out there. Some special presence. Or home you have to seek in time and space. If there is seeking, that seeking is made of home. So this word immediacy suggests this raw, yummy, homely, nourishing like Daniel said, warm, visceral, anchoredness to this timeless present. This is a timeless present. I don't say this this present moment as if there were many moments. This is just this timeless presence. So beyond the mind's conclusions... See that you are this undivided wholeness, this full undivided wholeness. Feel the presence that you are. It's closer than close. You're home. This bottomless field of infinity that gives birth to every experience. You already have immediate access to this intelligence in this very timeless presence, in the very experience you're having right now. We could give this many names, we could call it awareness, we could call it the divine, we could call it Shakti, we could call it, uh, let's, let's not call it anything for a moment. And be it effortlessly. You can't do the being. You can only be the being. And even your attempt to do the being is being, being. You can't get it wrong. There are no mistakes, as Bo said. So this right here is the presence of absolute, unlimited, infinite, Divinity, reality, life is here.
life is now. So feel the immediacy of your being. Reality is absolutely naked, absolutely naked, absolutely present, completely revealed with perfect clarity. And there's nothing obscuring it whatsoever because it's immediate. Presence is the immediacy of your true being, of your only being. And your being is timeless. It can't be quantified. It can't be measured. It can't be split up into moments, into seconds. We often hear a lot in spirituality about being present, about being in the now, as if you could be out of the now, as if you're something other than the now. You're not a person who could be in the now and out of the now. You are the now. You are the timeless being of now. You're not caught in the grips of time. You're not losing life. As if you are sand falling through an hourglass. You're not losing life. You can't lose life. Because you are timeless, you are deathless. Life has no opposite. Life has no opposite. The opposite of life isn't death. Death is one of infinite experiences you can have. You can have the experience of death, but you can't die. You are timeless. Presence is the, the, the timelessness of your true being, of your only being. And presence is actuality. It's actual. It's factual. It's all you know. And it might appear as if thoughts and emotions and memories and so on are the most intimate facts of experience. You know, we all know that, that phrase, I think, therefore I am. But it's not true, is it? It's more like, I am, therefore there is thought. Therefore there is emotion. Therefore there is memory. So what's true is this I amness, this home ground, is primary. And this I amness creates and provides the foundation for secondary experience. We can fixate on secondary experience. That's definitely possible, it's optional. You don't have to do it. You can fixate on secondary experience and identify with it because where there is fixation, there is identification and therefore there's limitation and and the seeking and the fearing, the desiring, the, the, the grasping. But we can just come back to here experientially. You don't really leave here.
you can't leave here, but you can seem to fixate on a, a certain expression of here. So come back to this undeniable fact of your existence. This touchstone. This home ground. Beyond the stories. Beyond the judgments. Beyond the interpretations. It's the compass. Always pointing to here, now, this, here, now, this. Always guiding you to this place you've never left, this place that you are. This word, actuality, represents the unavoidable, undeniable essence of existence. And this, this essence is not material essence. It's not like, you know, how the essence of the ocean is water. It's, you're not, you're not a, an actual physical essence. When I use this word, I'm just pointing to the substratum that you are. The very isness, the very actuality that you are. So continue to feel it. Use that mnemonic that um, Daniel presented, nourish. Noticing now, this timeless now. Opening to the immediacy of being. Inquiring, using inquiry, what's true? What's really true? What's true about this experience? Is this experience anything other than presence presenting itself, relating to itself, exploring, testing, sailing, always at home? So you are present. This presence lacks nothing, and nothing needs to be added. Nothing needs to be achieved. Nothing needs to be fixed. You're whole. You're complete. You're not broken in any way. You are already across the finish line. If you feel like you're racing, grasping towards the finish line, just know that the race is made of the finish line. There's only the finish line appearing as the race. There's only homesickness. But what the essence of that homesickness is, is home. There's only home appearing as homesickness. So it's right here, right now, and you can you can be it knowingly, experientially. You can't avoid it, but you can experience it as we are now, closely, intimately.
So this presence is the actuality of your true being, of your only being. So let's spend a few more moments exploring and experiencing directly with the immediacy of this present phenomena, just exploring the texture of what's here. Sit with this presence, sit in this presence, sit as this presence. What is it? What is it? You won't get an answer. But it will show you. It will speak to you. It will deepen. It will profoundly communicate itself to you. It communicates the absolute. It communicates infinity. It communicates divinity, wholeness, the substratum of experience. Here, now, this. Here, now, this. <laughs> 